Hello, and welcome to Brand Boldly with Brooke. I'm your host, Brooke Logan, and I'm here to help online entrepreneurs like you put more you, your voice, your personality, your you-ness into your online presence so you can stand out boldly and grow a fully engaged audience that resonates deeply with your message. Because here's the truth. Your experiences give you a different perspective. Your flaws give you relatability. And trust me all, being more you online magnetizes your ideal clients to you like a chip to a big old bowl of queso. Just let me teach you how to use it. Let's dig in. What I want to talk about today is the number one reason that people aren't saying yes and (laughs) why people aren't buying your stuff. But the real number one reason that people don't say yes is because you're not making any offers. (laughs) And I know I've struggled with that in the past too. Like, You have to actually tell people about your thing and share what you're doing if you want people to say yes in the first place. But yeah, so just kind of as a precursor before I dive into like the deeper stuff, you have to share your things. Nobody knows what you're doing unless you tell them, especially in online business. Like it's so much easier to, you know, tell random people that you meet or, you know, people in your in your actual life. You pretty much know what all of your friends and all of your family do for a living, right? But online... No one knows what you do unless you tell them. So you have to actually share your stuff. And I know that's scary and it's it's hard, especially at first. And still like when I have new things, sometimes I'm still like, I don't know if if I'm ready to share this yet, but you gotta just do it. But moving past that, what I like the main topic of today was like the number one reason why people are not saying yes right away that people don't say yes to you on a call or when you email an offer or or something like that, the number one reason is that they do not understand the value of what you're offering them, okay? So you are not clearly articulating the value. So a lot of times I'll see stuff like on people's websites or in emails or, or wherever it is that you are sharing your offer, but... Like, how many times have you been to a website, like, let's use, like, a graphic designer for an example, just because that's what I used to do. That's the easiest example for me. You go on their website, it has some stuff on a homepage, and then you hop over to their their services page, and it's just, like, a bullet point list of all the shit they can do, like logos, websites, (laughs) or whatever, Or, or if you're, like, a party planner or something, and you have your services, and it's, like, Wedding showers, bridal showers, those are the same thing. Are they wedding showers and bridal showers? Are those the same thing? I don't know. Anyway, just like a list of the different types of parties or whatever. But if you think about like why your ideal client would want to work with you in the first place, you have to like articulate the value of why they would why they would come to you. They don't really care how you do what you do and they don't really care necessarily what you call it. They care what they're going to get out of it. So when you are talking about your offer, you have to make them see that value straight away. You have to be able to articulate it in the language that they use. So for example, like I was actually just talking about this yesterday with somebody, (laughs) but we were, um, I'm going to an event in September and I was talking about my business cards and I I didn't want to have just like normal business cards that have, you know, a list of my name and my title and my phone number and stuff. I wanted to like show who I am and what I do. So it says like, I'm Brooke and I'm a brand strategist. I help entrepreneurs or I help service-based entrepreneurs who want to use their personality to stand out and quit being fake 
and attract their ideal clients or some, something like that. People don't come to me because they want brand strategy. Like no one's sitting at home. They're like, man, I need some brand strategy today. Like <laughs> I, need, I need to know how to attract my ideal clients. That's what they're thinking. And they're thinking, I need to know how to like put myself out there without feeling fake and scammy and sleazy and weird. <laughs> like you have, So using the specific language that they use is super, super important. And the second part of that is talking about the benefit to them. So instead of saying, I design websites or I plan parties or I take pictures of babies, like <laughs> instead of saying what you do, say why, it, why sh they should care and why it's important to them. Like I design websites that convert at higher rates to make you more sales or I plan parties who make you look like a freaking rock star and all your friends are super jealous of you. <laughs> like, it depends on who your ideal client is. To So you have to like do all of that research first. And if you're new to this group, which I know a couple people in here are brand new, I talk about this all the freaking time. So I'm sure you'll get sick of hearing do your ideal client research, but I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again because it is so important because to figure out what specific words you need to use, you have to know who you're talking to. So once you know that, then figure out those words that they would use and say them. <laughs> That's seriously the easiest way to get more people to say yes, because that is the number one problem is that they're like, oh yeah, they do websites. So does everybody else. Like, how are they going to pick you over somebody else who does websites? Or how are they going to pick you over another party planner or another coach or another whatever it is unless you tell them what they're going to get out of it and what the benefit is? So doing that straight up front gives you an advantage from all the other people who just say, oh, I'm a coach or a party planner or a website designer or whatever it is. Everybody has all the same exact thing listed on their website. So your ideal client is like, well, I don't know who to reach out to because none of them, I mean, they all can, they all could probably do it. So how do I pick one? Like give them a reason to pick you immediately. Like before, don't wait until you have to like get them on a sales call or get them on the phone. You want to convince them of your value immediately, right then. One of the, um, in my nurture email sequence, like after you take my quiz, you get the like that five part thing. There's like a little hidden thing in there. Um, it's not really hidden, but it's a link. You only get it if you click on it, but it's that the Simon Sinek video. It's like people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And that's like a huge part of it. People want to do business with other people. Like we want human connection. <laughs> we want to work with people who understand who we are and just get it, you know, like get our mission and get what we're trying to do. So if you talk to them and tell them, hey, I'm your person. <laughs> I'm the one I'm the one who gets it. I know exactly where you are. I know exactly what's going on in your head. I know what you're thinking. Then they're going to be like, dude, why would I not pick this person? As opposed to somebody who, yeah, they can do websites, but they don't know exactly what I need. But yeah, so I'm trying to keep these short and sweet. Like we all got lots of shit to do. <laughs> I know that, trust me. So I want to keep these like really short, actionable strategies short and sweet. So problem, you're not articulating the value clearly. They don't see what you're, they don't see value in your bullet pointed list of what you can offer them. So solution, talk about the benefit of what it is. Instead of saying, I design websites, say I design websites that are attractive to your ideal clients and help you make more sales. And that's still, even that sentence right there is still super generic. 
figure out what your specific client's goal is and tell them how you're going to solve it. That's really it. That's my short and, my short and sweet tip. And oh, what do we got up here? So do you, how do you articulate your value without sounding canned, even if you're using someone else's words? Yeah, that's a really good question because this isn't, this isn't like some crazy new thing that I'm talking about here. You know, like most, most people will tell you, figure out who your ideal client is and speak in their language. And that's, that's where the stuff come in, comes in where I just said a second ago, even saying I help you attract more leads and more qualified leads that still sounds canned, you know, like that still sounds fake <laughs> and boring. So that's where those, the pulling in like your brand archetype stuff, you're putting your personality in it as well. So the other side of this that I didn't really talk about today is always putting your personality and your spin on everything because no matter what you do, somebody else out there is going to do the exact same thing. And I'm like a firm believer in there's no such thing as competition. So <laughs> there's no such thing as competition because even if I'm doing the same thing as 15 other people, no one is doing it the same way as me. And nobody has my experience perspective and will teach it the same way that I do. So that's another thing that you have to make clear up front. So when you're like, how you make it not sound canned would be like putting personal stories and experiences of yours and in your language and how you talk into your into your copy and into your messaging when you're talking to people that way they can they can also get to know you and they'll they'll see yeah whatever you're doing is different they'll see the value in the specific words but they'll also see the value in you as a person and how you how you handle things differently than other people so hopefully that answers that question <laughs> so I'm working on this it's hard for a realtor yeah it's hard for any like it's it's hard for a realtor yeah it's hard for everybody though in reality it's so it's so easy to talk about someone else's business and like outside looking in it's so easy for me to be like oh Megan you should do this Tani you should do this and you know taking that language but it sometimes it's really hard to just like get out of your own head you know like it's taken me it's taken me forever to like really focus in and narrow down what I want my core message to be because I talk about personality a lot and I talk about like not being fake and I talk about attracting your ideal clients so keeping that message really clear and concise and still articulating the value and still putting your personality in it it's not <laughs> it's not easy it's really not it's simple like it's very it's very simple like oh you just do this oh you just do this but it's not easy to get there like it takes it takes work it really does so it takes a lot of dig really really deep and figure out first you know you do your ideal client research you want to get in their heads right but before that step even like you do your ideal client research for you like who do I actually want to work with first of all <laughs> because all of the truth is that all of this stuff everything I talk about, but specifically like articulating value, all of it is going to sound canned. All of it's going to sound fake if you are not convinced of it yourself. Like if you're not sold on whatever you're like, if you're not super passionate, if you're not convinced that you can help them, then it's going to sound fake. And if you're not, you know, if you don't actually want to work with the type of client that you're talking to, like for me, when I did freelance design at first, I would get referrals because of what I had been doing to like other corporate places to like do corporate design and 
Like I'd submit proposals and I'm just like, yeah, here's what I can do. Like, but I didn't really want to be doing that, you know? So that's like pre, pre, pre step. Like make sure your offer, like whatever you're offering is like a no brainer because of the way that you talk about it, you're just like, oh my gosh, why would you not buy this? Like this is going to change your life. You should feel that way about your offer. If you don't, <laughs> work on that first and then figure out how to articulate the value of it. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, how about I help successful rock star entrepreneurs buy their dream homes all over the world. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> rock star entrepreneurs. So I like that it has the, the personality in there. The only thing that I could suggest that might make that a little bit better is um, talk about a pain point in there too. So like what are they struggling with? Why are you, why do they need help in the first place? Yeah, they need to find their home, but are they like struggling with being overwhelmed with the process and like most realtors don't solve that problem? Or like for mine, I talk about they don't want, like I help service-based entrepreneurs who are sick and tired of looking and sounding exactly like everyone else. And then I help them to attract, you know, use their personality to attract their ideal clients. So like, so if you can get that pain point in there somewhere too, and again, this depends on where you're putting it. Like on your website, you obviously have a little bit more room to, you still want to be clear and concise, but you have a little bit more room to elaborate. Whereas, you know, like on a business card or on like your Instagram bio where you're limited on characters, something that's, that's shorter like that is perfect. But anywhere that you can get in that pain point and really hit on that a little bit more, that's going to that's gonna help too. Hopefully everything that we've said today Hopefully it makes sense to you. So I'll try to recap and remember everything that we touched on. To get people to say yes, you have to clearly articulate the value of what you're doing. You have to talk about the benefit to them, why they should care, not just a list of services. You have to use their language and to make it not sound fake <laughs> and sound real and you have to be like totally 100% on board with your offer and like in love with your, what you're selling and you're convinced that it's going to just change their life forever. You have to love it that much or they're going to be able to tell. Yeah. And put your personality into it. So use words that they understand. And what I'm, what I really mean by that is not necessarily it has to be a word that comes out of their mouth. Like I say badass all the time. <laughs> a lot of people don't use that word but they they can still be my ideal client. So it's not necessarily words that they use in their everyday language. It's really just avoiding words that they wouldn't use. Like jargon is, you know, saying like for me to say like innovative marketing strategies to attract potential clients and like just corporate -y bleh, like avoid that stuff. So speak their language without you know, you don't have to, it's not like you have to make up, you know, your own little brand words or anything, but it is really important to get your personality in there too. So when I say badass, <laughs> like you, you get like the feel for my personality a little bit more, you know, and even if that's not a word that they would use all the time, they might still be attracted to that type of business. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. I use language that energy healers know and use, but my dream clients should use them as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, for every, you know, for every industry, there's like different jargon. 
And it, that's where that ideal client research comes in. So if it if it's a word that is important to your industry, like energy healers, I know there's a lot of terminology that's not common knowledge, but that doesn't mean that you can't use it at all. It just means you have to attract them first with what they understand and then kind of re-educate them a little bit and teach them that stuff because you you it's like you want to train them to be where you want them to be. So a perfect example is for anybody that's taken my archetype quiz, like my potential or my ideal client knows what they need, but they don't necessarily always know how to get it. Like they know what the end goal that they want. They want to have like clients that they love that they want to work with and they don't want to feel fake and slimy and gross. That's what they want, but they don't necessarily know I need brand strategy to get there. Does that make sense? They know that they need a logo or a website or some something to do with their personality in there, but they don't necessarily know what to Google to figure out how to get it. So I, I made the quiz because that's something really easy. When you read that, you're like, oh, I need that. How to get more personality into my brand. They take the quiz. It's super fun. You do it. But then those those emails that go out after it, it's kind of like, re-education a little bit like okay this was really fun now to apply it let's talk about brand strategy and why you should care and why that's important so going through and talking about each step of that process in that email sequence so at the end of it by the time you get to the end you're like okay I know exactly what this is and you know hell yes this is exactly what I need or no that's not really what I need maybe I need something else over here but just kind of re-educating them a little bit um, if you are in an industry where you do have very specific things that you do and, and unique terminology. So you can still use it, just not right at first. Like when you're first attracting them, like bring them in, let them get to know you, and then kind of teach them that stuff. Hopefully that makes sense. And like I said earlier, so many people will do the same thing as you, no matter what industry you're in. Like I am not even close to the first person who's talked about brand archetypes. There are so many other brand strategists that use archetypes but not in the same way that I do, you know, like my quiz is totally different from from everyone else's quiz. So it's just about taking your thing and mixing in your stories and your experience and your style of teaching and the right people will come to you. It really is as <laughs> simple as that. It's not easy, but it's simple. <laughs> Can you put the quiz link in? I don't think I've done your quiz. Yeah, I'll put it in. Um, Actually, I think I have a shortcut on my uh, keyboard. I have like a keyboard shortcut thing. Um, so where I just like push one button and it goes in. It's pretty cool because I like share it everywhere all the time because I love my quiz. So I just put the link in. Um, it, it's this, it's like keyboard maestro, I think is what it's called. And you can set up all kinds of shortcuts. So I just like push a button and it just goes in. It's pretty awesome. Automation and efficiency. <laughs> If you don't know me very well yet, you will learn. I'm all about automation and efficiency. <laughs> so practicing what I preach, guys. Well, cool. Well, so that's all I have for today. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did with this episode. If you loved it, please consider sharing this episode with a friend, giving us a five-star review, and subscribing to Brand Boldly with Brooke so you'll get notified when each new episode drops. 
And if you want more right now, head over to brook-logan.com slash podcast where all the goodies are waiting for you. See you soon.